It was when I stopped searching for a home within others and lifted the foundations of a home within myself. I found there were no roots more intimate than those between a mind and a body that have decided to be whole. Ruby Carr Hey friends, happy Thursday. I hope you're all doing well and that your week was absolutely fabulous so far. It's Friday Eve and I am just so excited for everything that's been happening. Um, Before we get into today's podcast, I have to take a moment and just kind of say thank you because so many of you that I don't know, so many of you that I do know um, and people who really don't even know what's going on have reached out to me and have said so many kind things about how my faithfulness in the Lord has really carried them through some really dark times and, and that they don't even know my story, but they see my faithfulness and they are inspired and they understand that God really is going to carry them through all the things. And I don't think people realize how much that means to someone who really doesn't think what they're doing is a huge deal. And so I just want to tell you that I appreciate each and every one of you listening and following and subscribing and sharing with your friends and doing all the things. So don't stop and keep going because we are just getting started. So anyways, without further ado, it's Thursday. And you know how we do it around here. Okay, guys. So, a lot of people, like I said, have reached out and said that my faithfulness was so inspiring. And and all of the things. And I love putting on that brave face for you guys. And I love being encouraging. And I love doing all those things. But maybe today you need to know that that's not, that's not me all the time. Um, I really try to be that way all the time, and I really don't try to let people see kind of things that are going on, clearly. Um, but sometimes life is really, really hard, and sometimes you get into this place where you feel like you owe it to people to kind of like keep your stuff together, you know? And really, it turns out you really don't owe anyone jack squat, so that's been a hard lesson for me to learn, and, um... I mean, I guess by now, a lot of people know, or at least I think they know, (laughs) about what's going on and and all of the things, because, I mean, I kind of run a business on social media and have a podcast that talks about life, so you kind of can't keep things in the dark all the time. And I never thought that I would be here at 23, not far from 24, going through a divorce, and um, it's weird really weird. But if you know me, you know that that definitely didn't come easy and that I definitely can't say that I didn't try. And I think that being an achiever is like a curse sometimes because you keep trying and you keep trying and you keep trying and then you forget to love yourself along the way and then you forget that you you're even important or that your life matters too. And um at some point You have to realize that saving people is not worth losing yourself. And um, that's probably the most freeing lesson I think I've learned in my entire life. Because at some point, you have to realize that whether you're 23 or 78, it's not your job to save people. And it's not your job to put your life on hold and do all the things in order... For you to feel fulfilled 
in your marriage or in your life or in all of your goals or whatever you're going through. So I don't know if anybody listening has ever gone through this or been here or not been here, but it's a weird place to be, right? Because when you say your vows and you do all the things and you make all the promises in the world, sometimes sometimes promises hurt a lot more than the truth, if we're being honest, especially when they get broken. And I'm not saying I'm perfect because I'm not, and I have a lot of flaws, but sometimes you get a second chance and sometimes you get to start over and sometimes you get to reinvent yourself. And that's pretty freeing. Especially when you didn't know if you'd have that chance. And so I think today I just want to encourage you to live your dang life. I think that this is going to be my season of saying yes. Um, I've always said yes to a lot of things, but most of the time I just said yes because it's what it was the right thing to do, you know, not really because I wanted to no offense (laughs) to anyone out there who I've said yes to. Um, but sometimes you just say yes because you want a distraction. But in this season of life, I want to say yes to only things that I want to say yes to. And that's, that's exciting. Like I have all the time and all the things and the Lord has been so faithful, but a lot of days were dark and I never said anything. And And a lot of times my mental health was like, negative 10,000 and you would have never known it. And so don't be me. Don't be that person. It's okay to ask for help because if I would have asked for help a long time ago, my mental health probably wouldn't have taken such a toll on my physical health. And I don't know if you know this, but your mental health and your physical health definitely play hand in hand. And so don't forget to take care of yourself. Okay. Go eat some bread and drink some water and go wash your face or something. Do things that make you happy because at the end of the day, you only have one life and there's no need of you to waste it. Trust me. So life is weird. And if you didn't know, then I guess now you do, but I don't care. I mean, eventually everyone's going to know. And I have this weird thing about caring about what other people think about me. (laughs) Anybody else struggle with that out there? Because, hey, oh, I'm like the poster child for it. Seriously. And I think that that is like the biggest thing that I want to work on just, just for me. Like, why do I care what people think about what my hair looks like or if it's long or if it's short or what jeans I wear or any of those things? Why do those things matter? It's my life. If I want to cut my hair and wear cute jeans or leave my hair as long as it could possibly go and wear no jeans ever, then who cares? Those were just examples, by the way. Um, But the deal is that we live in a society and we grew up in a culture that is so, oh my gosh, what are they going to think about me if this happens? Okay, well, well, what are they going to think about you if you're miserable and you hate your life? Like, would you rather them talk trash about you because you're living your best life or because you're living your worst life. Like at some point you kind of have to choose. And, um, like I said, I think this is going to be a season of yes. And so don't get me wrong. I, I still believe in marriage. I love when two people can come together and truly be like the best for one another. And I think that there's still someone out there that can do that for me. Definitely not anytime soon good gravy. 
Um, but I don't think that God's done with that part of my life yet. I think that I'll still get the chance to be a mom and to do all of those things and, and you know, all of the things. And so have the house and, you know, all the goals. But at some point you have to realize that you're just as important as the, the big dream too. Like what, what are you going to give to someone if you don't even know who you are? And how are you going to love someone if you can't even love yourself first? And so this, I love Ruby Carr. I, I think that she is an incredible writer. I mean, wow, just incredible. So if you haven't grabbed any of her poetry books, totally get on Amazon right now and do so. They're like $8 and they're incredible. Seriously life-changing. But this one, in particular, is from Milk and Honey, and it literally spoke volumes to me. Um, and so I just kind of wanted to talk about it a little bit and tell you that this should be your season of yes. Whether you're married, whether you're single, whether you're a mom, whether you don't have any kids, wherever you are in your life right now, you can still have your season of yes and be disciplined in that. Now, my season of yes does not mean that I'm going to go out and do whatever I want, even though it's irresponsible and things like that. I'm still a disciplined human being. I just want to do things that I want to do. If I, um, so one of my best friends, her name is Mary Claire and she doesn't live around here. And so if I on a whim want to go see Mary Claire, then by George, I'm going to get in the car and I'm going to go do it. You want to know why? Because I want to, and that's what's important. And it, that doesn't mean, I mean, I guess if you want to go out and get drunk every night, then sure, you can do that too. Totally not my cup of tea. So don't be expecting that. Um, (laughs) like that's not happening. So anyways, the point of all of this is should say yes to things that make you happy because you have one life to live literally just one you should tell everyone you know about Jesus and you should do things that make you happy and then the rest will kind of all fall into place and when I say that I am not joking um one thing that I love to do is is tithe from my business so I am a big I believe in tithing I've seen the power behind it our church is very like into it all the things anyway so I give out of my personal and I give out of my business I do that because for one, I wouldn't even be where I am in this business without the Lord. Seriously, y'all, if anybody can do this dang thing, it's me. But also, if anybody could do this dang thing, it's you. There's not, the only difference is that I'm disciplined and I choose to do it. And you maybe you haven't chose that yet. Or maybe it's just not your thing. And that's fine. We're not all supposed to do the same things in life. We weren't all made the same. And we weren't all built the same. We don't have the same dreams and the same goals and the same visions. But at the end of the day, we can maybe have some of the same characteristics. Or maybe the same um, foundational things that make us who we are. And those are the people that you should cling to. Stop clinging to people who literally have nothing to offer you and nothing to give you and that only tear you down and that aren't there for you. And I could be that person who tears people down to somebody. I I don't know. I mean, I try not to, but I could be. I'm not saying that I'm perfect and this whole thing is like a big crazy whatever, but I am saying that maybe you should start surrounding yourself with people who believe in you instead of people who don't. And so anyways, just a couple nuggets from me today. (laughs) But away from that tangent, this quote where it says, I found there were 
no roots more intimate than those between a mind and a body that have decided to be whole. Listen, trying to be half you to keep the picture-perfect life that you wanted everyone to think you have is a waste of your time. Your life isn't supposed to be perfect. There are mountain tops and there are the very lowest valleys. Stop caring what other people think about you. And I'm definitely talking to myself when I say this because I'm the worst. I'm my own worst critic and I don't know if you're like that or maybe it's just me, but <laughs> I'll literally be like, why did you just post that picture of yourself on Facebook? You look ratchet. Like, People are going to think that you haven't slept in five days and that you've been crying your eyes out and all of the things. Well, guess what? Sometimes I didn't sleep for five days and sometimes I did just cry my eyes out. But guess what? If I only posted pictures that were edited and the captions were beautiful and I had my makeup on and my hair was done, then you would have no idea who I really was. And what is the point of following someone or being friends with someone or even surrounding yourself with people who don't let you in? I'm not saying that the details are important because the details are none of anybody's business, okay? Period. That doesn't mean that you go and spew all your drama out on Facebook for everybody to see. Not at all. But you also don't have to be picture perfect 24-7 because that in itself is almost destroying. Like, there's something about needing that What's the word I'm looking for? Let me find it. Mm, Needing that clarification from other people that you're doing a good job. If if that's why you're doing what makes you happy, then you're not actually doing it because it makes you happy. You're doing it because other people are going to be like, oh my gosh, you're so great. Why do you need that? You should think you're great no matter what other people think about you. So anyways, I just wanted to hop on here today and tell you that it's really time for you to be in the season of yes and amen. Yes to the things that make you happy. Disregard everything else because you have one single life. Just one. You only have one life. And (laughs) I'm going to just go ahead. I shouldn't. Nope, I will. Listen. At the end of the day, if the person who is supposed to love you doesn't love you for exactly who you are, cut them out. Legitimately. Cut them out. Now, I'm not saying your toxic traits should be loved like your greatest traits. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you should work on you, and you working on you should be enough for them to realize that you're working on you. And sometimes even I feel like in a marriage, and maybe this is just me, I mean, clearly I'm not the one to give a ton of advice right now on this subject, but I think that two people come together as one person and they have the same life, right? But at the same time, you can forget about yourself in that realm of togetherness. You still need your own quality time. You still need your own space. You still need a moment to figure out who you are, especially, especially if you're married young. Because I'm 23 years old and I will tell you right now that I have no idea who I'm supposed to be. I don't know. I haven't lived long enough to figure that out yet. I do know that I'm going to take the gifts and the everything that the Holy Spirit and the Lord have given me and I'm going to use them to, you know, my best ability, but... Do I know who I'm going to be in 10 years down the road? No. 
because you keep growing and you're supposed to find a person that grows with you, not that stops growing along the way. And I stopped growing along the way. There were a lot of times where I didn't know who I was and and I didn't know how to get out of a space that I was in. And I'm just going to say this because it's my story to tell. There's something that I may never get over in the fact of losing a child. And I don't know if it's because it's something that I, I talk about but I don't really like work through or if I'm just not quite ready yet to work through it, but I'm getting there. And, but there's something about the timing and it was like that happened and then the world literally shut down. And so I was like, oh, (laughs) this is great. Like, okay, that's fine. No big deal. I'm fine. It's fine. Everything's totally fine. Okay. And so there's a moment where should I have maybe gotten over it a little faster? I don't know. Is it something that you ever get over? I don't think so because that does something to you. And I'm not saying that men don't feel the same way, but like as a woman, you're always taught that that is kind of what you were made to do. You were made to get married and you were made to have kids and you were made to be a mom and raise your family and you know, all the things. And Whenever that's legitimately taken from you. And a lot of people too have said to me, and and I don't, if you're one of these people and you said this, I don't hold it against you, but they would say like, well, at least you weren't that far along. That's like deafening. What do you even mean when you say that? First of all, how did you say that to my face? Anyways, I understand that you meant it in great help or something, but because of how tiny I am, I was far enough along to have just the teeniest, tiniest bump where you could tell that something was growing there. If I wore a really tight dress or a really tight t-shirt or something, you could, it was there. I have pictures to prove it. And there are pictures I'll probably never get rid of because that was one of the happiest times in my entire life. Those little six to eight weeks were just wonderful. And I was like, wow, Lord, look at us. And looking back now, I, I, I still don't understand, but like, I get it. It happens. I mean, one in four women suffer from a miscarriage. I get it. I know so many people now that I've experienced that, that have opened up to me and have talked to me and And all the things, but I don't think there's ever a part of me that is not going to long for the curiosity to be answered. Like, I love this life, but I can't wait to get to heaven and see what that baby looks like. You know what I mean? And I can say that now in like so much hopefulness. And at one point in my journey, there was no hope there. (laughs) Like there were days that I literally did not get out of bed. And then that season of life, kind of everybody else kind of moved on and and I kind of didn't. And maybe that's on me or maybe I just wasn't ready and maybe I'm still not ready. I don't know. But here's the deal. The next season of life came and things got really hard and, and I really wanted, you know, to make it not so hard or make it at least not look so hard. And then... It just kept getting harder 
And sometimes when you're in the middle of hard things, you're like, Lord, we just got through this and now we're going through this and then there's this and you know what's coming ahead. And so I feel like in a way he prepares your heart. But are you ever really prepared for that moment when you realize that like, no matter how hard you try, and this isn't any situation in life. This is not a broken marriage or a miscarriage or, or things that go wrong. This is in a job setting or in a, you know, in a workplace or, or just in your family in general, you could have a great family, but that doesn't mean that life isn't hard. Life is always going to have hardships. And I think that through the hardships, you grow and you find out who you are, but In a way, sometimes you can see those hardships coming and you really, 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 really don't want them to be there and you don't want them to come. But at the same time, you're almost not sad that they're here because you knew they were coming. Like there were so many signs and warnings and, and you were like all the things. Like let's just say losing a job for an example. Usually you see it coming before you actually get fired, right? People start acting weird around you. Your boss is like not as cool as he was last week. And they're like all the things. And so you got, you can kind of feel it. You know, it's, there's a shift. That's a better word for it. There's a shift in whatever situation that's hard for you right now. And you're like, oh, that's really going to hurt when it gets here. But then there's like a teeny tiny little bitty part of you that's not so hurt because you saw it coming and you realize that no matter what you were going to do, there was no stopping it because it needed to happen. And maybe in the moment you don't see that it needed to happen. And in the, all of the things you don't see that really on the other side of it, it's better for you. It's better for where you worked at. It's better for I guess let's go back to my situation. It's better for the both of you. Why would you live like that if you don't have to? Seriously. And I know so many people who are young and they've gone through this and and you feel like a disappointment because your grandparents made it, you know? Like, your friends are making it. Everybody else is making it. Why am I not making it? But at some point, it's not anybody's fault anymore. At some point, it just isn't. It just, it's not there. And so if you are in a situation like me and you do relate to this, then like, listen, it's not always anyone's fault. Sometimes it just doesn't. And sometimes it just can't. And sometimes there's just too much. And that's okay. Because would you rather break it and refocus and and redefine everything that you thought life was or would you rather stay there and break yourself and and hate yourself and and be a hundred pounds soaking wet because you can't think and you can't eat and you can't sleep and you don't know what tomorrow's gonna bring but you definitely know that right now you just want to go to bed and maybe that it's it's okay if if Jesus decides to come tomorrow because you're kind of you're kind of tired. You're kind of tired of being faithful and you're really tired of praying and you're really just kind of over it. And I just want you to know that it's okay to be tired, but it's not okay to stop fighting. You have to keep fighting and you have to keep going. Whether that means fighting for yourself or fighting for 
your person or or fighting for the life that you think you deserve or the life that you want you have to keep fighting because in the struggle there's so much hope that you don't see and then when you finally get to the other side it's like (gasps) you breathe in for the first time in forever and you don't hold it and you exhale and that is what breathing in fresh air feels like and for the first time in a really long time, you breathe in air that is fresh. And that's okay. And it's not selfish. And it doesn't matter what people think about you because it was either save yourself or don't save anyone at all. Why would you want to do that? So in this season, your yes season. I want you to take in those breaths of fresh air. I want you to literally walk outside and breathe in that air and don't hold it in. Breathe it right back out. And that's what it feels like to take one step at a time and take it day by day because nobody knows what tomorrow brings. But I will so tell you that God has such a plan for your life. And that if you just hold fast to that, no matter what you're in right now and no matter what it looks like, if you will just hold on to the faithfulness that Jesus has so effortlessly put inside of each and every one of us, just hold on for a little bit longer because it's not finished if it's not good. Friends, today I hope that this was wonderful for you. I hope that you weren't offended by the things that were said because sometimes I say, I say things and they don't always come out the right way. But I hope that you got something from this and I hope that it blesses you. And even though I don't even know who all listens to this, I pray for each and every one of you. And I pray that you start taking in those breaths and that you release them and that you walk in the fullness of what God has intended for you. I pray that you remember that If it isn't good, he's not anywhere near done, okay? And even when it is good, he's still got something really good that you haven't even seen yet. It's not always about the bigger picture. Sometimes it's about the journey that takes you there. 